0: this is Romancing the Zone, a podcast about a podcast about boys playing tabletop games. I'm Nell Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. Let's roll. Uh, 12. That's not bad. Well, welcome back, Bachelor Nation. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) We finally have a name.
1: Well, don't we technically have somebody else's name?
0: It's ours now. We've planted
1: our flag I don't, no. here.
2: What else is the Bachelor? I've never even heard of that. Otherwise,
0: are you being real?
2: No. Okay. I mean,
0: <laughs> just making that sure that is a
2: fair question, though, because I could be like, "Yeah, that sounds like a great name for us." I'm totally down. <laughs> Brand new, never been used. We are the it.
0: Bachelor Nation, aren't we? <laughs> so I do also want to say, just for our listeners, we this is our first time doing a the the Adventure Zone zone or however many words there are in that one. <laughs> Uh, kind of episode. So there's gonna it's gonna be a little bit free form up in here. It's gonna be a bit more of a conversational episode. And to start off on conversation, I want to check in with our girl Anne, fresh from C two E two.
1: Yes, this is true. I'm in a I'm in my hotel room at C two E two. I I uh, finished packing up my booth about two hours ago, less than two hours ago. Fresh, uh, and it's it's been a, it's been a long one. So if I'm not at my best, I'm I'm sorry. It was uh, it was a great show. <laughs> it was a lot of sales, a lot of great conversations, and I had a great time, but uh, very very tiring. Well, it
0: looked great. We were keeping up with you and trying to share your your conquests on on the show Twitter. <laughs> so hopefully people were checking that. We saw was, that was you that an to... intentional pun conquest. <laughs>
1: Uh, <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> if
0: only I were that clever. <laughs> you know me. But excitingly, of course, we saw Travis stopped by your table. He did. Travis and Magnus got a sweet little oh, selfie together. My
1: favorite puppet. Yeah, he, he appeared sort of out of nowhere. And, <laughs> he uh, surprised you me.
0: again! <laughs> he
1: did. He minus me. He just pop, popped around a corner uh, around a display piece. <laughs> Took me by surprise. But I did have to prompt him a little bit. I think he was definitely not really sure what the the puppet selfie photo taking procedure was he was sure. having a little bit of a hard time but uh we got there it was a, i think it's a really super cute photo and i'm, I'm so glad mm-hmm. that he was that he was able and willing to stop by and take it it's a
0: fantastic picture
1: and um, puppet magnus is thrilled good yeah as he should be <laughs> oh i love that puppet uh but yeah I w- it was really exciting to have travis come by see him yeah. in the wild um, <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely it was a an roaming honor. Travis. Like the beast that he is An honor to meet him under those circumstances um yeah and he was not, he was not our only uh cool visitor because i was had the honor of being the first one of us to meet a listener in the wild
0: that is um, even better a, yeah listen Trav, i love you but
1: <laughs> we did not we did not pay him he does not know us personally as far as i know uh uh, a guy named andrew came up and and we had a brief chat about the podcast and he oh said God, that he was a listener Angela. and it was it was really sweet and mm. i was happy that i had some um some i brought some of my leftover live show freebie taz pins with me and oh good gave him some of those but yeah that was that was really sweet and that was super cool and and just a little bit surreal but but in a good way right oh absolutely good. it was
0: exciting seeing your tweet about it it was exciting seeing his tweet about it and hey andrew what's up say hi andrew Mad props to Andrew. <laughs> Way to C2E2 Yeah, now it. you're a show favorite. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad you had such a great time at C2E2. It looked awesome. I think we're all bummed we couldn't be there, but we're thrilled that you had a great time and that we got to live vicariously through your,
1: your conquest. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Travis had a... I went to Travis's podcasting panel, hilariously enough, before coming here. Uh, it was the oh, last perfect. last panel of the con and managed to catch that. Um, he was on it with uh, Symphony Sanders from Welcome to Night Vale and the cast of Hello from the Magic Tavern as well.
0: Oh my God, bless.
1: And they gave some, some good advice and went on some... Fascinating tangents. (laughs) Travis made a very good joke, which I do not want to be lost in the ether about conventions and finding how tiring it is and just finding a place in the con center to take a nap and that Mm -hmm. you can just do it on the floor. And that's why they call it concrete. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Done. I'm off the podcast now. I got to go.
0: This is why (laughs) Trav needs his brothers around so they can publicly shame him.
1: He was booed. Um,. good uh yes he was he was booed a little bit but he he took it he knew he knew what he had done
0: (laughs) he knew what crime he committed
1: it's the last panel of the con you get a pass on anything you say Mm,
0: i guess we can give him that (laughs) so you as we go through our discussion tonight may have some extra insight or tidbits you can give us having been at the con if they come up
1: yeah possibly because some of this did come up so yeah
0: because, yeah, we learned so much in this The the Adventure Zone Zone episode. And, of course, we don't need to rehash all of that for everybody hanging out with us here. Uh, so I was thinking we could even just go through and kind of bring up our own big takeaways and let the discussion just lead where it will. I'm good with that. Great! Then I'm going to kick us off. They brought up the live shows. There was the question about the live shows and whether that will change over to the Amnesty characters. And I their reasoning for keeping it the balanced characters for now makes absolute sense. It's totally solid. But even more so than that was how sweet and endearing it was Justin's response saying that he would miss the characters too much. For sure. That, that, like, he 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 needs to go back to balance every now and again. Or he wants them to go back to balance every now and again because it would... He's He's like the rest of us. Mm-hmm. I'm totally with him. It would be... Heartbreaking to not go back and visit. I
2: think that's what I loved the most is that they're such fans of their yeah. own characters, their own work. And they made
0: something great. it
2: makes such a huge difference that like, no, we want we want them to never be gone. We want them to always kind of be within arm's reach to bring back. And I love that. I think that's so great. Yeah, and I think
1: you know, everybody connected so much with balance because they did. I mean, I think mm-hmm. you, you right. only build a story that other people are passionate about if, if you were its biggest fan. I think you have yes. to be the most passionate person in the room whenever it comes up. As the creator.
0: Mm-hmm. Agreed.
1: I actually just told that to my students. Yeah. You
2: have to be your own biggest fan. <laughs> Absolutely you do. Look at us go. <laughs> uh, what I found kind of shocking was it's been eight months since Balance wrapped.
0: Oh my God,
2: right? When he said that, I was he like, said Whoa. that and I was like, no. My entire brain shattered and got put back together in like three <laughs> seconds. I'm like, oh my God.
0: It is so wild to think about because like in a week's time and like, Less than a week's time will be my one-year anniversary of starting on the Adventure Zone. And that is wild to me because it still feels so new. Not even new, mm-hmm. but, like, it feels like this thing that is still so... Like, it's right there. Like, no, I just, I just listened hey, to listened. Hey, Nell.
2: Yeah. I have a question. How do you know that exact date? Did you, like, heart it on a calendar?
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I did. I figured we all did that. <laughs> but really, I think what it is is that, unbeknownst to me at the time... That coming weekend, a number of things were going to happen that were going to make me make decisions that were going to change what I was doing with my work, with my living situation, with the show I was doing at the time. And then, of course, the Adventure Zone itself ended up being a huge impact on on me and I think most people who listen to it. So I think it's almost like all of those things have this like share an origin point. And that's why I can remember it so distinctly. Because I remember sitting at work on a Thursday morning, and it was a right Thursday, and I didn't know what that meant at the time, <laughs> but it was a Thursday morning, and I had been listening to Mabim Bam, I think, only for a month or so, and obviously loved what they were doing there, and thought, let me give this other thing a try. And here we are. <laughs> that's
2: so crazy. You should definitely have a taz from here on out.
0: Ooh, yeah. I'll let everybody know when it comes <laughs> when it comes around. I'll try to do something fun and creative.
1: Please do. Bake, bake some macarons maybe. Oh, that's a great idea.
2: <gasps> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What's up? Am I going I... to be in your vicinity you will not be
1: on your taser first? Ah. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so close. So close. We can have a we can have a belated taz-versary. Yes, here certainly.
0: I'll do something on the actual anniversary and then we can celebrate the anniversary <laughs> once you're here.
1: <laughs> Perfect. Anniversary. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean the the weird thing about it having been eight months, like I think it doesn't feel that long, partially because yeah. I think most of us know we have some friend that got into the show after balance concluded. Um, probably because we annoyed them into doing it, <laughs> into finally listening, and they got True. hooked. Uh, and I, I certainly have some friends like that. So I've kind of had these ongoing waves of people approaching the finale and messaging oh. me and saying, I'm right. almost there, and oh. me saying you got this, you, you know, um, and then talking to them afterward and, uh, you know, having them sort of join join this club with us yeah. of, of people who've who've completed this story. Right. And it, I just it's, had to talk my friends through the suffering game. She'd hit that <laughs> point it was just like oh it was like just keep yeah. going just keep going you're gonna make it mm-hmm. i think it makes the emotion stay fresh for you that it it's does. not something that you you know i mean i think that's the, that's the problem with binge television you know if you watch something in a weekend you have this really intense emotional relationship with it but only for a really short time mm-hmm. and then you sort of put it in a box and you don't think about it anymore.
0: yeah
1: and and it could be like that, you know, obviously the show is still ongoing, but balance is concluded. But because new people are discovering it and and we're re-listening and finding new stuff, I think that it changes your perception of that, mm-hmm. that it it, it it consistently feels like a fresh thing.
0: I think those are really great points. And I think to expand on that, the fact that it's an audio medium makes it really readily accessible yeah. and something e- very easy to return to. And The story itself is so welcoming to return to. Yeah. You want to go back.
1: I was just going to say that I I think that um, I, I agree with Travis and Griffin talking about commitment. Yes. And it being, like, a rebound relationship. Mm -hmm. Because I think... I mean, that totally makes sense. I mean, I I think that was sort of what I expected from the first arc. That it was going to be rough because of that. That there were going to be some things that wouldn't work as well as they wanted them to. And that Mm -hmm. that was natural and expected. um, And that we would feel the same way as audience members. That it was going to be hard for us... No matter how good the characters were, no matter how good the universe was, that it was never because it was going to be different, that we were going to have trouble accepting that it was different mm-hmm. and then moving on to make it its best self. Yes. And, and I, I do agree also about that the net effects of that may have been that they were inclined to fill in too much because they just wanted to, to be best friends with the storyline out of the gate and it's not possible to do that no Um, you have to have that build you have to have that experience of learning and growing with the characters i mean i really think that if you fill in too much what
0: does it leave you all the magic happens in
1: in yeah the magic happens in the blank spaces Uh uh-huh so you know it's not it's not saying specific things about about the character that the interesting parts of them tend to be in between the specifics that you provide
0: yeah, Commitment, I feel, had the unfortunate task of being that rebound. And it mm-hmm. it did suffer for it. I still love it. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I'm not... No shade on Commitment here. I thought, mm-hmm. especially for what it was, I really loved what we got out of it. And so they definitely gave us maybe overshare on their characters. But what I think ended up being the most interesting thing there was that Irene slash Cardala was Justin's favorite character when they asked who each of their favorite characters were in each of the, from all of the mini arcs, uh, which I really appreciated. And you felt that like Justin really tried with Irene and it wasn't just coming up with a backstory for her. It was the fact that he researched another culture and took what he learned and made something really thoughtful and yeah. brilliant with it. I don't, I think everybody was in love with Cardalla, certainly on this show. So I know we all appreciated that effort and it makes total sense to me that she would end up being his favorite. And that leads me to ask you girls who your favorite characters were over all the mini arcs.
2: Oh Ooh. golly. <laughs> I'm
0: putting you right in those hot seats.
2: <laughs> like who did I Like your favorite. Most? Nope. Who favorite. do I want to
0: date the most? Okay. Favorite. Oh boy. Oh. Favorite. If I, I meant date, really I would have said date. You've met me.
1: <laughs> this is true. This is true. We can't date everybody. It's oh, to, is that a sometimes challenge? Sometimes it's not about dating. <laughs> Watch me. I think. I think I may know my answer. I think. I think I want to be equivocal and try to justify it, but I think that. I connected the most with Duck. I'm not certain why, because it's not like the other characters weren't interesting to Mm -hmm. me, or that I didn't love them, because I did. But for some reason, he was the one that I felt the most emotionally attached to, in in the sense of really wanting to know the next chapter of his story. Okay. Um, Yeah, there's something about about him that I think maybe some similarities and some really stark differences to other characters that, that I've been attached to in the past um, that yeah. it made him an interesting mix to me. Cool.
0: B, do you have an answer?
1: Uh, yeah. I think I'm
2: actually going to follow Justin and say Cardalla Irene. Cool. And I think a part of it's because of the um, the background he gave her that he went with an Inuit character mm-hmm. that, again, rarely represented in any kind of media. And he gave her her due. He did his research. And I loved her as a character in the game. I thought she was very funny and very forward, and Mm -hmm. Irene was adorable, and he played both of them so well, and just, they were both so enchanting in different ways, and I loved that. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Cardella had the best one-liners, I think. Oh, for sure. Or the most, oh the most really amazing one-liners. <laughs> Every everybody had some, for sure. Everybody had some, but absolutely. But Cardella, I, and I think that that was, and that was especially the having it be the first arc and and having off the bat there mm-hmm. be stuff that people were like, I'm going to put this on a T-shirt kind of quotes that, that people people loved so much.
0: <laughs> now, what about you? Uh, I'm going to round off this. Justin trifecta and say that Augustus was my favorite. So (laughs) I didn't even
1: realize. Welcome to romancing the zone. (laughs) Romancing the Justin this week, apparently. He's he's very good at making characters.
0: Let's all own this fact. We will proudly. We we said it. We stand by it.
1: Yeah, now I feel like we have to we have to pick one for the others, too, because, uh, you know, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't seem fair, honestly, to pit to pit them against each other.
0: So are you saying we'd need to everybody So choose your favorite Clint character, choose your favorite Trav, choose your favorite G-
1: Griffin? Is that what you're saying? Well, we have we have slightly fewer options, I guess, with the others, because I mean, the, Justin was at a, an advantage because he's mm-hmm. the only one who didn't. Oh, DM. Justin he has didn't a GM, plethora. So, that yeah. is characters. Sure. Uh huh. So the, the the deck was stacked in Justin's favor in picking. <laughs> so this game. was
0: planned the whole time. <laughs> We're calling you out here,
2: the long con. It's all the long con. <laughs> um, I'll say What I thought was interesting was, Mm -hmm. um, speaking of Justin and his characters, when he brought up that he really did want (laughs) Augustus to be more of a scumbag and less lovable.
0: Oh, you can try. And when
2: he pulled out that Savannah accent, he just, oh, no. I just got to keep going. He's so good. He just had to
0: be a gentleman.
2: And, yeah, and obviously we all just totally fell in love with him. But I love that he was really like, I choked, and I wanted to. He did. But what are you going to do?
0: And I think it was really interesting to hear that because yeah, sometimes characters do things that you didn't intend. Yeah. Even when you're mm-hmm. writing them, you're just like, well, I guess this is just, this feels natural. This feels like the way it's supposed to go. So it's just, he's just a gentleman. Now he's just a gentleman. Cashew ghost. I don't know what else to tell you.
1: Well, and I think they're, they're working in this interesting arena of, because their family, I mean, this is not something mm-hmm. that there's, that there's a lot of parallels to of people working with, you know playing different roles but with people that they've already worked with before Um, and having coming into that already being family it's got to change the dynamic it has to change the way that your characters relate to each other because you already have a connection so if you're trying to play your characters off against each other in an antagonistic way it it changes the way that you have to go about doing that I think um, so yeah, I,
0: they touched on that with Trav. yeah, with
1: Travis as well. And I think certainly having that be the the first character that you played to be this person who was kind of cold and unemotional and and not connected to these other characters. that was a really I mean, i I like it as a as it a character choice, order. but it was definitely a tall order, especially coming right off of balance,
0: especially coming from Magnus mm-hmm. yeah, going from playing the sweetest boy in all of Rune to playing Nadia who. Certainly isn't cruel by any means, but she isn't no. brimming with rustic hospitality. Certainly, there's going to be some hiccups there. It's going to be difficult.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's it's definitely a challenge to have a, a character that you're playing who, on some level, kind of doesn't want to participate in the story. I mean, it, yes. it's interesting dramatically, and I think that maybe if they'd had more time, I think they might have. They, they mm-hmm. definitely could have gotten there, and I think they started to get there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but say, it's definitely it's fun a challenge. to build that
2: up, but given that limited amount of time they yes. had, I can see why it'd be like, I don't... Yeah. It's hard to take the character from being like, no, I don't want to hang out with you. I don't want anything to do with you, to, well, let's go on an adventure together, and everything's great. And especially, like they said, when you're playing with people you really like and really want to play with. Yeah.
0: And you want to goof. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and it... You must you sort of wonder whether I mean it's surely the the recording balance, it must have brought them closer together, right? I mean I think I think it would have had to imagine.
2: I don't know. Nell, are we closer now? That we do this show?
1: Yes.
0: No, I insist we only speak on nights (laughs) where we record. I say do not contact me.
2: (laughs) I've tried to text her. She says not until Thursday. I'm Like, oh
0: Like, can we please keep this professional? (laughs) Well and I was hearkening back even further to the Dungeons & Dragons characters that we've made with our siblings. And, you know, we by no means built this humongous story that spanned three years and accumulated an audience of thousands. But even having that thing that we all shared certainly made us closer in some way. So I imagine this has certainly mm-hmm. brought these boys closer together.
1: There are definite bonds. Yeah, well, mm-hmm.
0: that's... That uh, uh. <laughs>
1: And that's kind. Of, that's kind of the whole premise of fandom, too. You know, in terms of saying yeah. about them being fans of their own work, as uh, fans of their work, I think that it that it brings us closer together. That it's something that that having this this oh, this certainly. shared set of experiences and and shared emotions brings brings people closer together.
0: It makes you do things like make fan casts <laughs> about these shows. And
2: <laughs> uh, speaking of fan casts, I don't know if we want to get into this right now. But since they are going bi-weekly, do we follow them exactly? Or are we going to try to do something on bad Thursdays? Is that what not <laughs> <Wrong are>? Thursdays? days? Wrong Thursdays. Wrong Thursdays.
0: So I have this written down too. I think when it comes to whether or not we follow their trend, I think we have to. And here's why. Now we know. They've kind of hinted that, thankfully, with things like Commitment and Dust, there's a chance that they'll show up in wrong Thursdays. What? Is that what we (laughs) just decided on? Um, I already forget. Um,
1: Dark dark Thursdays. Um, (laughs) There's
0: a chance that they'll show up on Forsaken Thursdays.
1: (laughs) Not like the dark side. I mean, like, you know, the theater being dark on Mondays, (laughs) that kind of dark.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) But so, yeah, I think now that we know there's a good chance we'll be getting an occasional episode in an off week. I would hate for us to have to rearrange what Uh we're doing to try to accommodate whatever Uh we've been putting in the Uh off week with this new show. Um, But none of it's set in stone. That's just my reservation on trying to fill in between weeks.
2: We can talk about it later.
0: Definitely something we can look at as we go.
2: Maybe we should try our own short form games.
0: Oh, shit. (laughs) That would be fun. Any DMs listening?
2: Right. Well, another thing I'm excited about is the continuation of, one, Griffin is still going to do the whole tweet about Taz, and maybe I'll name a character after you. That's always super fun to look forward to, Um, especially now that I'm tweeting a little bit more. Hey.
0: Look out, friends. Hey. Um,
2: But also... Here
0: comes the character B. B is here. It's... A giant bee. I really?
1: Oh, yeah, hey, I, wait, there's no there, <laughs> a giant bee. My, my entire canon. life would
2: be made if I were just could be a giant <laughs> bumblebee in uh, Kepler. It'd be adorable. It'd be the
1: best. Um, oh, I love it. I, but, I guess I don't have to use the hashtag anymore since I've already had a character. There so, you go. You Murderer. Know. She's done. Finished. <laughs> um,
2: but also, I'm excited about the prospect of uh, people getting to suggest things that are in the cryptonomica. Cause again, that oh was gosh. such a highlight for me, at least in balance was all the funny things that would show up in the Costco, uh, in the fantasy Costco, Absolutely. Excuse me. um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and to see that live on in the cryptonomica as just like the weird shit we're going to find out. And because again, this fandom is pretty phenomenal and so oh. creative and talented that I can't wait to see what people are going to come up with.
0: You guys mm-hmm. were so brilliant. And I just thought of something. What do you just think of, girls? Yes. Do you think <laughs> Garfield the <that> Deals Warlock <gasps> will be encrypted? I
2: hope so. Again, I really that I want that to be the connective I'm tissue for it. So that much, green light, I want it. How good if he showed up in every <laughs> every arc, every run that they do,
0: even if it's just like a little, like something in the background, just a little. Just a little something. And he
2: doesn't even have to be a cryptid. He could be a customer at the Cryptonomica trying to peddle his wares. He's a
0: cat. Is he, Yeah,
2: he could be be just a
1: stray cat. Because they
0: uh, never (laughs) just actually, nobody knows what he actually looks like. People just draw him as a cat.
1: Yeah, hey, wait a minute. Do we know, did did, they mention never cat's name? Oh, (laughs) Oh,
0: yes. His name was... They did, Yeah ambrosius no it wasn't it was i have it written here Sir
1: well he could have more than one cat i mean there's Oh no wait rules.
0: maybe they didn't maybe we just named I it saying, I yeah, i'm not sure that they names. did
1: actually i think we We've named been him
0: doing this show for so long <laughs> that it's like wait what did they say what did we say it's
1: canon now what is just our what is our head canon we don't know <laughs> i know we had named
2: it bob the cat well, not us. Our listeners had named it Bob the Cat and Isaac Newton.
1: Yeah, yes, no, Isaac. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, that's right. That's right. I
2: actually just re-listened to our episode of I. Yeah,
1: I,
0: <laughs> I've, oh, yeah, I okay. think, in
1: fact, this was our headcanon, which we have now confused with reality. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they did not say what the name of the cat We're was.
2: all <laughs> in a sleep-deprived, medicine fugue state <laughs> right now
0: while we're all in this state i just have to take a step back here a moment cuz now we've touched on a whole new discussion topic and do you think garfield the cat or wait no hang on <laughs> and do you think garfield the deals warlock is like a little cat
1: well they, like, how do you know that he's the, you don't know if he's the same in every universe do you oh. no we don't that's
0: true Good I mean, call. these
1: are if these are alternate universes that are connected, he may not be the same. So iteration maybe he of takes Garfield. on different
0: forms. Yeah, he <laughs> could be
1: actual cartoon uh, cartoon strip Garfield in some. He could have Pamela
0: Anderson's body. We don't know. <laughs> it could be that Duck's spirit guide is a relative of Garfield the Deals Warlock. Who even knows?
1: I'm just telling you, if if at some point they let slip that Duck's cat is orange. Mm, Maybe you think
0: it might be that deals Maybe. warlock.
1: Maybe they just won't, yeah. You know, they don't have to specify. They can they can leave mm-hmm. those blank spaces for us to fill in.
0: And that's where the magic happens. We brought it all back.
1: <laughs> yeah, Travis actually did discuss this. The the first question at the podcasting panel today. Was, it about? Yeah, it was about how <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it was not. Well it was it was, I suppose. It was about um how you how they as creators integrate fan canon with their own and what you do when those two things conflict Mm. and i don't know that there was a really clear answer but mostly it was like we're interested in the ways that people engage with things that that they that they find that fascinating and that they travis said that early on he had to learn to to take a step back that when when somebody maybe misunderstood something or took a different interpretation than than he had intended, that he shouldn't step in and correct them because it wasn't a wrong answer. It was just a different perspective. Mm -hmm. And that it might not even have been, you know, I think your inclination to defend yourself is that maybe you did something wrong or that it wasn't clear and he did say, you know, things things are cut for time sometimes. And there may be something that the intent was not as clear as they had wanted it to be and that it had gone in a different direction for the audience. But I think they all kind of concluded that – it's okay for that to happen that it's okay for you to have a different version and for there to be kind of an infinite number of different versions of of what something is and and Travis was certainly very supportive of people who come to him and say well this is how I see Magnus and and it was different than the way that he does and that that doesn't make it wrong yeah Mm -hmm. it's just that person's perspective and that you can have these kind of coexisting conflicting things much like different iterations of garfield in every universe maybe <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i think garfield is, is a good uh sim- symbol for for fan interpretation because i mm-hmm. think you know they sort of tossed it off as a joke and and almost everybody just assumed that it was garfield the cat,
0: <laughs> cat dress right. the
1: actual the cartoon cat like dressed as a warlock <laughs> right um, which might not have been what they were thinking or what any of us should have been thinking but that we all just accepted that that we were like yeah sure. that totally makes sense and not only does it track but we want it to happen in every single storyline and that would super make sense to all of us right.
0: <laughs> we were not put off enough by Garfield the deal's warlock because now we demand him <laughs> but that's a great response from Trav and actually since we're kind of winding down was there anything else from his panel that you really took away that you want to talk about
1: yeah, I I mean I, I think what I think oh yeah the last question was about podcasting and and whether any of them felt that there was a specific gap that needed needed filling as if there was some sort of story that wasn't that wasn't being told or the type of a type of podcast that wasn't being done enough mm-hmm. oh, which is yeah? a a valid a valid question like oh maybe yeah. we need more narrative fiction um you know or we need more murder mysteries or something like that I think is um is an interesting question to ask but they all went in a different direction with it in their responses. Um, and Travis mostly talked about the idea of, you know, there's a ton of movie podcasts out there, right? Mm-hmm. Where everybody sits around and they talk about bad movies. But the reason that there's room for a lot of different iterations is that what we're really invested in is the people talking. And that the reason that we're interested in them is usually because they're not really trashing the movies necessarily it's not about them complaining about the films being bad it's about how passionate they are about what they're doing about having that conversation yeah um, and he was really advocating for passion being number one that you have to come at it from this standpoint of positivity and that it's not yeah. saying that you can't critique something but that just being negative and complaining mm-hmm. is not a critique I I
0: totally agree with that. And I think tone makes up a lot of it. And just how you deliver that message, how you're delivering that critique.
1: Yeah. And I think uh, that certainly spoke to me, I mean, a few hours before recording this, of of trying to to come at it from, from that standpoint of not that we can't say anything negative, but that it's really important that that our primary goal is that we want to talk to each other about this and that we hope that that's interesting to other people because we are passionate about it and we do get excited to talk about it and even if there's something that we might be frustrated by that that's part of um, part of the package and that Uh, it's a small part of it really that that it's it's all about the the positivity
0: yeah because no part of the show, like, we didn't start this show to just praise everything that they do, certainly. And I think, though, yeah, critique can absolutely be a positive thing. It's, again, it's all in tone. It's all in how you deliver it. And it's where you are coming from. It depends on where you, as the person saying it, is coming from.
1: Yeah. And he made, I mean, he made it ultimately more about your personal attitude in life not just in podcasting because he started talking he started talking about how on twitter which i'm i'm sure anybody who's listening to this is following travis and has seen him start doing this that he started doing these kind of positive affirmation tweets in in the morning and usually in the evening and you know he said that at first people seemed kind of suspicious of it that, you know, like, what are you doing? What do you, what do you want from this? What are you what are you trying to get at um, by by making these tweets? Um, but he said that over time, when he leaned into it, instead of letting somebody claim that it was just some sort of goof, um, that now the feedback is 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 positive, and that he's getting more positive feedback in general, oh, on on Twitter, good. and 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 that he, he does feel that, it's important to think about the energy that you put out into the world and that it, it colors, you know, your experience of life and what what you get back from other people. So, um, as much as I sound exhausted and like, I am not currently able to practice this. I, I definitely took that to heart. I thought that was an important message for everybody.
0: Yeah, no, certainly. That's, Something for all of everybody to ruminate on. Mm -hmm. Us, our dear listeners.
2: I'm definitely nodding sagely in the background.
0: (laughs) Just picture a giant bumblebee (laughs) nodding sagely. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. Well, I badly summarize uh, Travis fairly eloquently putting something that I did not take notes on.
0: Nah, you did great. Thank you for sharing that. We all wish we could have been there, but at least we had our correspondent in <laughs> there. And on the ground. <laughs> That'll do it for us this week. I have one more question for everybody. What do you think Garfield is? We will have a poll up over on Twitter at RomancingZone, <laughs> and we'll check you next week. Till then, thanks so much for listening. I'm Mel Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Curran. And we've been romancing the zone.